Hey, everyone. I'm David Chalian, the CNN political director. This is the CNN political briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Wednesday, November 18th, 2020. The sitting U.S. president is trying to steal the election. That, as President-elect Biden's team continues to sound the alarm on a delayed transition. We'll discuss that, plus President Trump's pursuit of a recount in Wisconsin as the Georgia audit comes to an end. And finally, Nancy Pelosi, chosen again by Democrats to lead their caucus in the House of Representatives, but perhaps for the last time. It's a bit odd that President Trump is fighting as hard as he is to upend the will of the American people and the votes that were cast in this election. Just a reminder, I think the national popular vote now has Joe Biden at some 5.7 million more votes than Donald Trump. And Joe Biden will have won 306 electoral votes in a decisive victory over Donald Trump. There is not one legal avenue, recount avenue that is being pursued by the Trump campaign right now, by the president and his legal team that is going to result in a change in the outcome. So that's not going to happen. And yet it seems to be the thing that is consuming the president, whether he is firing his own DHS official who said that this was the most secure election in American history or whether he continues to offer up totally baseless claims, no evidence for some fraud that he thinks existed. Of course, he thinks the fraud only seems to have existed in states Joe Biden won. I mean, even Lindsey Graham has said he's not spending any energy looking into states that Donald Trump won because there were no problems there. I mean, the whole thing is just so absurd. But what is most absurd about it all is that Donald Trump seems to be trying to steal an election right in front of the American people, even though he doesn't seem to actually want to do the job. This is the 11th day that he has had no public events listed on his schedule, where he just sits in the White House and consumes cable news about the election results. While a pandemic is raging to new heights, while this fantastic news of an effective and safe vaccine is on the very cusp of being available to the American people, the president's not on the job. He is trying to hold on to a job that he doesn't even appear to want to do. And he's trying to do this in a way that dictators do it. Not in a way that a U.S. president who oversees the number one export of America. It's very democracy. It is so absurd what we are seeing, and it's infuriating to witness it. But it is also just so odd that the president shows no interest in actually doing the job. Now, here's what else matters today. Just in time for the Wisconsin deadline, the Trump campaign has uh, transferred over $3 million to the elections officials there to cover a requested recount in two counties, Milwaukee and Dane County, which is home to Madison, Wisconsin. These are two overwhelmingly Democratic counties. Joe Biden won them by huge margins. There is no recount that is going to upend the result there. Don't take my word for it. Take the former Republican governor, Scott Walker, who went through several statewide elections in Wisconsin, who said the margin of 20,000 plus votes that Joe Biden has is just too big a hill 
for Donald Trump to climb here and and overtake Joe Biden's lead in Wisconsin. But nonetheless, the Trump campaign has transferred over $3 million to Wisconsin elections officials to cover the costs of this recount. Now, this will now get underway, this recount in two counties, starting tomorrow. And it has to be completed with certified totals in by December 1st. So that's sort of the timeline in Wisconsin, one of those three critical blue wall states that Joe Biden won back after Hillary Clinton lost them four years ago and helped deliver Joe Biden the presidency. In addition to those expansion states in the Sun Belt, like Arizona and Georgia, which padded his total to 306 electoral votes. And speaking of Georgia, we're going to get the certified results from all the counties now in this audit, this hand audit that has been taking place over the course of the last week. Nothing's going to change here. And in fact, what we are hearing out of the Secretary of State's office is a total debunking of any of the claims made of fraud that went on in Georgia. I mean, this is now even becoming an issue in one of the Senate runoff races where Raphael Warnock, the Democratic candidate challenging incumbent Senator Kelly Loeffler, is now making it an issue that Loeffler refused to stand by the integrity of Georgia's elections, sort of flipping on its head what Loeffler was trying to do by cozying up to President Trump and calling for the Secretary of State a Republican, calling for his resignation in Georgia. What is becoming clear is that Joe Biden has won Georgia. And Friday is the certification day for the statewide vote to be certified, put in the history books, and have the Biden electors ready to go and cast their ballots for Joe Biden on December 14th when the Electoral College meets. So what you're going to see over the next two weeks are just windows of, I won't even call them opportunity since there's no validity to the claims, but these potential delays that the Trump team has been trying to enact here in the vote counting, they're just going to be avenue after avenue is going to get closed off to Donald Trump as these states certify their totals. And it becomes clear to everyone, if it isn't already, that Joe Biden has won this election. And finally today, House Democrats gathered uh, virtually for their leadership elections, and the top three Democrats in the House of Representatives will remain the top three Democrats in the House of Representatives. Speaker Pelosi was elected to be leader of the Democrats and be their nominee for speaker when the full new Congress convenes in January. The majority leader, Steny Hoyer, has been elected for that position again. And Jim Clyburn, the majority whip, has also been elected again to his leadership position. Those are three octogenarians. That's right, folks. All three Democratic leaders in the House of Representatives are in their 80s, all reelected for another term in their leadership posts. Now, you may recall a couple years ago, Pelosi had signed on to this pledge that those three leaders would make this term of 2021 and 2022 their last in leadership. It was never codified in the rules, but they did commit to that notion. And when Speaker Pelosi was asked about it today after she was elected to be Democratic leader again by her caucus, she suggested that she's going to stick to that pledge. Now, she noted it's not codified in the rules. It's not a requirement. But she stuck by her words and said she's going to stick to that pledge. That's as close as you're going to get right now to Speaker Pelosi saying she's entering her last term in Congress. She pointed to how hopeful she is to try to get things started in a Biden administration and their legislative agenda in Congress. 
And she noted that she didn't want to give up any leverage in that process by declaring the end of her congressional career, her speakership right now. But by saying she's sticking to that pledge, folks, Nancy Pelosi made some big news today. This may be her last term in Congress. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And please take a moment and be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move to NetSuite. Backed by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com briefing. netsuite.com briefing.